really at the same time. Okay, ready? Five, six, seven, eight. Kia ora. I'm Polly Hill and Samara Alofa. And, and this, this is, is our long player. player. It's great to see both of you coming together for a collaborative record here. Could you talk me through your history as friends and how you started making music together? The crux of how we met, we remember the same, which is like a shared love of music and thespian energies and being unemployed at the same time in a transitional period of life, which was probably 2018. My first impression of Mara, they came round to my flat. They didn't live there yet. They were friends with lots of my homies, so like Shaq and Russ, and so I'd heard lots about them and they came and I was just kind of in awe of the kind of floaty energy that had graced my presence. We talked about music and we really connected. I don't know, music was always like a emotive, like we always responded from emotive places as opposed to maybe more conventional places. And um, one thing that I really do remember about Mara is that one of the first people I showed my beats to, because you know, I was only started producing in like 2018 and I was garbage to start with. And <laughs> and I remember showing them like a couple tracks and they were so um, kind and responsive. Then, from there, I had moved in and become Paloma, aka Polly Hill's flatmate. I was more based in like theatre and composing for theatre shows, so I was always in my room making soundscapes and kind of twenty-four-seven buzz, like unemployed and just always like smashing out work for contracts and stuff. And yeah, we sort of naturally ended up always making stuff. Paloma would start sending me like stems and beats to then record vocals for. Fast forward to like a couple of years ahead and we would sort of like gotten more experience. We sort of realised that we had sort of made more than like one song. And <laughs> we were like, well, this is actually, actually pretty good. And Paloma was putting out amazing music as a solo artist and rapper. Eventually I did as well. And sort of naturally, it became like, well, we've got to make something together because we've started to put out these singles Mm. that were like collaborative. We're sort of past like the newbie Mm. state. Yeah, and I feel like there was like a gap in like the music I was making, like it it didn't fill the void of the more cinematic, ambient, minimalist club music that we so loved. And I feel like probably similarly, you had a void that needed to be filled, which was that area too. So we came together mm, with yeah. like a shared desire to make that. But there were definitely like some big turning points that felt very affirming. Alexa Casino had a release party in 2019 or something that um, our dear friend Anna Scottney was meant to play that they couldn't. So we on the last minute stepped up and opened and that was our first performance together, I think. Mm, eh? Yeah. Yeah. And that felt really right. And um, and then also in 2021, amidst all the COVID shenanigans, we made that song Void. And the process felt so light. It wasn't a throwaway song, but it was easy. We were taken by the response to it. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's kind of wild as well because we definitely experienced like such a really organic process of Paloma would send me a beat, you know, in the morning and then within an hour I would have like tracked something and sent it back. That never really happens, like, or, you know, in my experience anyway, like I've had people send me beats before and like really not felt safe or comfortable yeah. enough to track something straight away that's it a safety i would yeah. probably not send beats to many people because you know when you're self-taught as well you still kind of have mad imposter syndrome and you know i've always been such a fan of mara's work that yeah there's a certain level of safety mm. and um synergy to be able to just send that and then they send it back and then i'm like well that's so good and then we just keep yeah. like passing it back and forward <laughs> it's so weird it's like uh, in our private bedrooms like yeah it feels like third person at that point <laughs> yeah and you're yeah. like listening back to this person that's not even really like <laughs> yeah. either of us yeah it's so weird it's so it is yeah. it's like this it is truly like a love child we've got our extroverted hat on yeah yeah <laughs> Compared to making music each on your own, what are some of the things you found worked well or differently working together? We work very differently in some ways. When I make something, I'm like, let's do it now. And it needs a video and it needs 75 things. Let's book a trip away tomorrow and master it. And Mara's always been much more inclined to be in the present and fluid about it. Yeah, and vice versa. Like, I would probably be far more anonymous mm. and, like, have stayed in my comfortability of being someone who's f- far more anonymous. Mm. Yeah, slow and um, steady approach, but when you know it's the right collaborator and the right time, you just have to, you know, trust. Was there a turning point when you decided it felt right to start sharing the tracks you'd been working on? Who were some of the people that you shared them with in those early stages? We have our computer in like the main area. Mm. So like if one of us <laughs> is working on something, like yeah. whoever's in the house knows about is it. gonna be like, What are you doing? Yeah. Are you working on it? And so yeah, I think Babyface Killer and Broadway yeah. Magic, they those two have sort of been around for a lot of it or Half Queen. Half Queen, yeah. And I was mm-hmm. living with Womb in Wellington this year, so they'd always like walk past my room and I'd be like, you got to hear what Samara just said. <laughs> yeah. But there was a real moment when we were up in Mungafly after we'd done all the demos and we were actually properly recording it. I remember just being like so gassed in the moment that we were both like, I can't wait to send this to Shaq. And like literally yeah. that night, you know, like it's real telling of the community that we feel held and, and loved and that we're like all excited to share with them as soon as we think something's going to resonate with them. How is testament? How is I remember the like discussion we had after. Yeah. There was like Alien Six was the love story, and then Wobble was the morning after, and then they went on like a whole journey to Earth. Yeah, yeah. sort of like some sort of unintentional love story, extraterrestrial love. Mm. I think Alien Six it has that really strong synth in the like first opening sounds, which goes on to be like quite a recurring motif throughout the album things of that frequency so it just feels like 
the start of something, you know, like an, if you could imagine like an egg hatching or something emerging out of it, those are the sounds that I would hear. They're sexy as well, which is, I don't know, maybe it's about someone coming into their sexuality or their something. It wasn't the first song we made, but it definitely felt like the right introduction. expression that either of us hadn't really explored yet like a heavily inspired Janet Jackson mm. vocal in, vocally anyway and I remember Paloma making it as well you, didn't you come up for your colonoscopy or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, FYI keep, yeah keep that in there <laughs> Um, safe bowels is a safe community look we've both had a colonoscopy and you know what Andre 3000 can openly speak about colonoscopies so so will we yeah we're reclaiming colonoscopies Um, that's what wobbles about so it was sort of like yeah it was sort of like we want to let yeah it was like alien sex and wobble uh, are you know going on from um, sort of this like desperate where your going into a sort of interaction and then this is the sort of like this dom 
storytelling of like yeah i like eat her out in the morning yeah and she loves it and she's moaning like those are literally the words yeah it's like alien sex is the courting where you like get dressed up and you trying and you look good and it's chemistry and it's cute and then wobbles the morning after and you're like both like haven't brushed your teeth but you've got that like post-coital warmth glow up going on and you're just like lean into the kind of nastiness of it all I feel like in the discussion we had about the music and like putting the meaning to the whole journey, we were like after the like cute, sexy love affair, then whoever it was we're telling the story about, they had to get the fuck out of there. Like they were going to like a new world or something thereafter because Slammer to me is so obviously a transportation song. Like that's like when you got to go and like when I picture it visually, I picture like people in a craft or like, getting shaken up and like getting the fuck out of somewhere initially 
I remember Paloma being like, oh, this track's just Slammer's, like Slammer was just going to be like a transitional track. And then when we recorded the vocals, it was standing as its own. So yeah, it signifies this sort of delusional love affair and then calls upon like responsibility. Good evening to all our passengers out there. love every track on the album but I think home thematically sonically where we were when we recorded it holds like a lot of weight to me as the kind of center point of the album knowing knowing Mara's 
truth and knowing what Mara was moving through and being able to like offer them up a canvas for that. Like, like I love that song. And for someone that is super, as I've said, like always either sort of spiraling about the past or like trying to predict into the future, Home was so in the moment. This was when we were up at Mungify, so it was one of the tracks that didn't have a demo yet. And we were just doing our own individual kind of work, music making, mixing. I think you were working on a little bit of theatre or something, eh? or like the score for something maybe. And I was sitting at a desk looking out to the sea, chopping up a beat, making a beat, and then it all started to come together. And I was just like, oh my God, Mara. You're gonna you're gonna eat this like listen like this is amazing, and then I played it to Mara and they like listened and I was like do you think you have anything for it and then like you walked away for like five minutes and came back and I sat on the couch yeah and was like Can't, yeah just keep playing it yeah just keep playing it and I was like and um, five yeah five minutes went by and then they're like yeah I think I've got something and I was like okay. And then, yeah, the Benjamin was there and he recorded it. And I just remember, like, the feeling of hearing Mara's vocals and words in that one take and just being like, holy shit. Being so moved by it, being so shocked. Like, I'm like, where did that come from? I just love that in the recording, you can hear the wind that was blowing from the sea and the, like, birds that were there at, at the location we were. And all that stayed in the production because that is what made it what it was in that moment. Pull myself together for this Memories jaded, I miss you
I remember distinctly a conversation about Acid Rain as the last track, and it was actually your suggestion. We were in Ben's studio, and I was like, no, 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 it's got to be Pain. Pain's the last song. Like, it's it's so intense, and mm-hmm. you raised a really good point that you were like, that's not the note that this, like, this world ends on, and like... Yeah, that's right, yeah. And it took me like a bit of convincing, but I'm so glad that you said that because that makes so much more sense for Acid Rain to close things up, eh? Yeah, I think sonically in that sort of storytelling, Pain is sort of the acknowledgement that there was some sort of friction. Testament, how is. 
So it made sense in the storytelling to sort of like go from sad and like these like really intense and ethereal sounding songs to (laughs) (laughs) and to just finish with like a good chest puffed in your head held high you know a really intensely amazing soundtrack that Paloma made as well like I couldn't believe it made sense to finish on a I'm choosing a love for you Mm. and I feel like that's probably like our most poppy song almost of like of everything in the but I love that like actually that statement that Mara talks about like I'm choosing to love you I've opened the circle like that is so potent like emotionally Mm. and there's just something um, cool about the, the juxtaposition of that sitting in this like kind of exciting heightened I don't know I picture it like the end of a movie like that's mm. when they're running away together or something yeah some sort of big romantic bold sort of gesture yeah yeah, yeah. they're like gonna are they gonna jump on the spaceship together and run away yeah. and leave the other Martians behind or something yeah sonically it also feels like another shift into another space but then also you know at the end of that there's the like not like nod to alien sex again so also kind of just the cycle continues
you lead it this time, Anna. This, this is, is Samara, Samara Alofa and, and Polly Hill. Hall! <laughs> Did you say Polly I Hall? I say Hill. <laughs> you said Hall, <laughs> Did I? darling. <laughs> okay. Hi. Hi. This, this is Samara Alofa and Polly Hill, and, and you're listening, listening to Why Totally, totally wild. Fucking Wired <laughs> on BFM. Okay, we'll just go from there because they can chop it. And, yeah. and, and you're, you're listening, listening to Totally Wired on 95 BFM. BFM.